Welcome to the Rise of Revitalize podcast, where we give you short, simple messages to add value to your day, help you become the best that you can be. It's your host, Mitch, joining you here on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, January 31st. Pretty crazy to think we're already a month through 2021. That's 8% of the year that's already went by. There's some extraordinary times ahead. I know it. I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully with COVID here and some of these other challenges we're dealing with. And I know there's going to be some amazing times ahead of us all. And January 31st, I thought I would share this with, with you today, marks a pretty special day for myself and really for my family. Because it was a year ago to this day on January 31st, 2020, that I stepped away from my full-time career as an oil and gas engineer working downtown to pursue my business, Revite Energy Tea, full-time. And we realized shortly after that, looking back, that my father, Rick, his last day, actually his full-time career, also ended on January 31st, where he stepped away to pursue his engineering business. And so it marks this day in our family's history where we took this big, crazy risk, right? Not really knowing what we were getting ourselves into, really not prepared, you know, for, for business in a lot of ways, especially myself, you know, not speaking for Rick here, but it was just this maybe stupid, crazy decision that has changed our lives forever. So we call it our Independence Day. And so today, I, you know, to commemorate that, I wanted to just quickly share with you my story with the intention of getting across to you that by taking action on big ideas, of having the courage to take some big risks, it will change your life, right? If you take anything away from my podcast or my story, let it be that if you have a big dream or a big aspiration, like starting your own business, or maybe it's getting a certain job that you want, there's no reason you can't start working at it today. Don't fall into that trap like I did for so long that I'm not smart enough or I don't have the capital. I don't have the connections or the I'll start later excuse, right? I'll start when this happens or I have this much money. I'll start someday. I promise you, someday's not a day on the calendar. It will never come. The perfect time is now. And this journey of starting a business, of pursuing that dream career, learning and growing from taking action and making mistakes, trust me, I've made many, there's nothing better. And I'm really a living testament to this. I started a beverage company with my co-founders, Carly and Rob, and none of us had any beverage experience, no consumer goods experience. You know, none of us had even really worked in retail. By all accounts, I was crazy to do this, but it's been the most fulfilling journey of my life. And it's surreal to me because it really wasn't that long ago that, you know, I was really just in my last years of university. I was excited to get a job, get out into the real world and live that Canadian dream, right? That American dream, just like a lot of you, I'm sure, were told to. And everyone was telling me, you know, go get that high paying job and then you get a mortgage, then you finance a nice car, then you have a family, you do all that fun stuff, right? But deep down, I, I just knew I wanted more, right? I had these big aspirations, these big goals, this extraordinary life I wanted to live. I'm sure like many of you as well. And my inner entrepreneur was just screaming for an opportunity, really all throughout my childhood, but especially throughout university. Because I always wanted to start a business. And even more than that, I wanted to be a person of influence. I wanted to really help people. Which, as I'll probably talk about on a later podcast, is really what entrepreneurship is all about. It's about helping people solve problems. But I would, I would always make excuses. I don't have the connections. I don't have the money. My idea isn't good enough. I don't know how to do that. 
So in university, I was letting that dream die. Well, then, you know, the funniest thing happened. I actually ended up living that quote unquote Canadian dream. I got out of school. I got a pretty well paying job in oil and gas. I got a mortgage. I got bills. Heck, I even got a Costco membership. I was adulting hard. But even though I was living this life I thought I was supposed to live two years into my career, you know, I started to hit this really low, low. Because there was this big part of me that just felt miserable. Because I felt like my dream was dying. My inner entrepreneur was dying. Because the more financial commitments I took on, the more comfortable I got in my career, the further away I felt from my dream. Society was medicating me with comfort. And my dream of owning a business, of being influential, of serving millions, was being sold out for a steady paycheck, a mortgage, and a benefits package. I was choosing a life of mediocre comfort over pursuing a meteoric dream that would ultimately make me happy. And all of these feelings came for a head one evening, parked on the side of a dirt road. It's really in the middle of nowhere because I used to have to drive, you know, up to northern Alberta to the bush for work, which a lot, you know, at the time gave me a lot of anxiety. It wasn't my favorite thing to do. And I just remember breaking down, you know, emotionally, mentally. It's my 11th or 12th hour driving. I was exhausted. I think I was four energy drinks in to stay awake. And I was heading back to this life that just wasn't fulfilling me. But here's the thing. I love my job. I worked for an incredible, amazing company. I have nothing but good things to say about. But I just knew, right? Have you ever had that feeling where you just feel like you're off course? Where you just feel like you're not living the life you're supposed to live? It's miserable. And in that moment, I had to make a choice. Either I can keep doing what I'm doing accept that my dream is going to die or I could start right there in that moment, start working towards the life of my dreams. And look, I had no idea what kind of business I wanted to start or even how to start for that matter. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have, you know, the advantage of a business degree or a ton of entrepreneurial experience. I was an engineer. I knew nothing about business, but I just knew that I had to take action. And it was in that moment, a single moment, that my life changed forever. Because I decided I was committed now to this journey. And it was really from that experience that I ended up thinking back to when my best friend, he was in his early 20s at the time, had a heart attack. It was partially attributed to chemical-filled energy drinks. And so there I was, sitting there looking at a can of chemicals I'm using to stay awake, and I thought, wow, this is a problem that I could solve, right? You got, you got coffee on one side of the spectrum. You have these crazy energy drinks on the other side. You know, what's a healthy alternative that's bridging the gap? There's a white space here. You know, why isn't there a healthy, delicious, refreshing beverage that'll make you feel great where you don't crash and it's actually good for you? Well, that was a light bulb moment for me. But here's the thing. I had no beverage experience, no business experience, no idea what I was doing, right? I mean, if you ever had an idea that you wanted to execute, but you didn't even know where to get started, well, that was me. I mean, think about it. How do you start a beverage company? I didn't even know the first step. And so for me, literally, literally it started with a Google search. How do I start a beverage company? And from there, I bought a book on the topic. Then I started messing around in my kitchen with ingredients I bought from the grocery store and the supplement store. You know, and I'd screw around on evenings and weekends and early mornings before work. And it was frustrating. It was confusing because I didn't know what I was doing. But I just committed to doing one thing a day, no matter how small, that would progress me towards this goal. It's one of the most important lessons I've learned in my life. That by doing one thing a day, over and over and over again, you won't believe how that will compound over time. 
it's your slight edge. And finally, I caught, you know, what seemed like a break. In my research, I found a food scientist in Western Canada here that said they could help me formulate the drink because the stuff I was making in my kitchen was just awful. But, the, but here's the thing. I needed, you know, a $10,000 retainer just to get started. I didn't have that much money. You know, I was just out of school, still had student, you know, debt I had to pay down. So I really had to get creative. I ended up using the remaining balance, don't tell my bank, on my student line of credit to finance the food scientist. I can still remember sending over that money that first time, terrified, but excited. And I remember thinking, you know, this food science is going to kill it. And in four or five months, we're going to be out to market. This is going to be amazing. Well, at five months, I ended up turning it over two years. And that 10,000, let me tell you, it turned into a lot more. I failed over and over and over again. You know, the first time I got samples back from the food scientists, you know, with the formula that I'd put together, I had all my friends and family over. Everyone that was important to me came over and we did a blind taste test. You know, I put different beverages, you know, like common sodas and drinks you get from the store and energy drinks into, into, into cups and I'd pour them in there so no one knew what they were drinking and on a sheet they'd have to write down what their favorite was, rank them all. And I got those sheets back and I'm looking through them and my formula was dead last. My business partner, Rob, on his sheet, wrote that our formula tasted like battery acid. That's how bad it was to start. And it was depressing. It was this huge low. You know, the last over a year of my life and all my life savings had went into this. And here it was, before it even got started, a failure. But the most important thing that we did is we didn't quit. We went back to the food scientists. We found better ingredients. We made a better formula. We found ingredients that were better for you, that made you feel better, that were better for your health. You know, on that next blind taste test, we got a little better. The one after that, we got a little bit better. By the end of it, we were consistently winning the taste test. People thought our drink was the best tasting, made them feel the best. We kept at it. You know, we didn't quit. Our first 11,000 packages that we ordered, because in the beverage game, there's huge minimum orders. You can't just order, you know, 100 or 200, you know, of, of certain things with packages. You got to order a minimum of 10,000 and sometimes 50,000. So our, our first order of 11,000 packages, I used the wrong format of barcode. We went to our first store and they couldn't scan it. It didn't work. You know, and, and even worse yet, got a call from a customer one day. They said, hey, you know, did you mean to make the spelling mistake? Like, is it an inside joke? I said, spelling mistake? What do you mean? You know, and we have on our packaging, it's a Health Canada requirement because we contain natural caffeine. We have to put not for persons sensitive to caffeine, not recommended for persons sensitive to caffeine. Well, I had spelled sensitive, S-E-N-S-T-I-T-V-E. I put tit in the middle of sensitive on 11,000 packages, many of which got sent out to market. It was brutal. You know, it was embarrassing at the time. It was Mistake after mistake after mistake, many of them hilarious. But here's the thing, Carly, Rob, and I, we kept at it. We didn't quit. And finally, a year ago from today, January 2020, I stepped away from my full-time career and pursued Revita Energy Tea full-time. We went from about 30 stores at the time when we, you know, Rob and I were full, full-time there in January and now we're in about 350 stores across Canada with a clear line of sight to get well, to, into well over 1,000 stores and expand into the USA. It's been the hardest, craziest last year of my life, but also the most fulfilling. And if I can share anything with you from what I've learned in business so far, 
It's that those who win in business aren't the smartest. They're not the most talented. They're not even the ones with the best ideas a lot of the time. It's those that are willing to take action to look stupid, to get knocked down over and over and over again and get back up. Those are the ones that win. And so to close, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite quotes ever. It's by Theodore Roosevelt. I think this sums up entrepreneurialism and chasing your full potential better than any other other quote I've ever read. And here it is. It is not the critic who counts, not the man or woman who points out how strong, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself or herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who either know victory nor defeat. I just love that quote. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Because that is the great triumph in life. It's not those watching from the sidelines. It's those in the arena. It's those taking chances. Those taking chances. Taking risks. Putting themselves on their line. Being vulnerable. Chasing their full potential. That's where fulfillment comes from. And if there's anything that you can take away from my story that I've learned in my entrepreneurial journey so far, it's that you can't be afraid to take action. You can't be afraid to put yourself out there. And just start one step at a time. And you will amaze yourself how far you can come. It starts and ends with action. So that's what I'll leave you with. Whatever dream, whatever aspiration, whatever you want to do with your life, you can start it today. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. It starts with a single step, a single Google search. And if you continue that over and over and over again, you will amaze yourself with how far you'll come. Wishing you an extraordinary week. Thank you for listening.